Welcome to another edition of the SCSI Football Podcast and we are going to preview the Betfred Cup which starts again this coming weekend. We'll go over last week's activity in the league with Yogi having a bounce with the Staggies. Uh, Dubai Gate rolls on in Glasgow. Uh, we talk about Motherwell who made a profit and we have a wee look at some of the goalkeeping stats that might be behind some of Rangers' success. I'm joined as ever by Anthony Maguire. How are you doing? Not bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, happy as. Uh, I, quite, I saw a couple of really interesting games over the weekend, so um, I think quite good to start with Ross County, who did have their bounce, which of course we comfortably predicted, as we always do, uh, that this was not going to be the game that they were going to come back. And hey-ho, uh, even with the, 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 the most fouling person in the league, Ian Vigers, 47. <laughs> uh, they still won 4-1 and Ollie Shaw scored in the first minute and it was great to see joy in the faces of the Ross County players. Aberdeen not really at the races. No, um, Tommy Hoban slipping up in that first minute, gifting Ollie Shaw a chance to drill it away from 18 yards. Charlie Lacken, again, what seemed like an eternity inside the box steadied himself he did, didn't he yes yeah. it was a great i mean admittedly it was a great ball in by harry harry payton um but yeah he just seemed to have all all the time in the world um so he made it 2-0 um ross laidlaw making a great save at the other end for matty kennedy to keep it to 2-0 another sprawling chance it was actually a yeah. really nice tidy bit of play between curtis main and strott right um one two and Again, I really I did save there. Again, keeping it two 0 Um and then it wasn't until right before half time, Tommy Hoban making up for his slip up in the first minute with a powerful header, and then that came off Ekaviti uh, to make it two one on the stroke of half time. And then I think the second half it, it dried up a bit, didn't it? It wasn't really until yeah, late in the yeah. late late in the game. Um, Ollie Shaw again swiveled well off a Ross Draper header from a corner. Yeah. Again, making it three or increasing that advantage back to two goals. And then Joe Lewis charging off his line like a madman. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. But yeah. I mean, I mean at that point, obviously Aberdeen had pushed up. They were obviously trying yeah. trying to get a goal back. And yeah. uh Jermaine uh Hilton with the afterburners uh making yeah. it four one. And collapsed on the turf thereafter promptly, but hey ho, it doesn't matter. Four one. I've seen them missed quite often actually. You kind of get through on goal when you're sort of twenty eighteen yards out. Not that I would ever have missed a shot like that, right? But um, you know, I think that you see guys getting through, and it's almost like they go, oh, "It's a big open goal," and and you know they can miss from that sort of range. So um, well done to him for tidying up beautifully. Two things with that one that you know Joel is coming out so quickly. Sometimes that does put the player off, and then that that causes the the you know a mistake to be made yeah. however when he's out that far out i mean i don't know what Jolos is hoping to do so he obviously can't use his hands so and he was never going to win the win the ball with his feet so he was kind of in no man's land but then in saying that um hilton did get a really fortuitous break of the ball as well and mm. it sort of yeah. sat up nicely for him so right. all in all i think it was it was definitely ross county's day they, they took their chances Aberdeen, you know, they, they had those couple of chances in the first half. They really needed to sort of get one or two of those in the back of the net to put a bit more pressure back on Ross County because, you know, Ross County haven't been traveling that, that you know, they, that lifts them off the bottom of the league, but they've not been playing well. And, and if they'd have gone in two all at half time playing as well as they had, then, you know, immediately the, the, the heads start to drop and they start to wonder, oh, here we go again. But the fact that they managed to take a lead in at half time, I think they just gave a bit of confidence. And, you know, big Yogi, he's got them playing a bit more freedom and he seems to have a bit of a feel-good factor back around the county yeah. team. So, 
Aberdeen really didn't defend at all well. Um, I was actually surprised because a couple of uh, there were a couple of penalty opportunities that, that Bobby Madden would normally give in that game, and he, he didn't. Um, and again, I draw into question the one that he gave uh, to St. Mern when they were playing Motherwell the other week. But uh, I, I, I there was a couple there that I actually thought that Bobby Madden was going to give it, but that didn't happen. And uh, Aberdeen just a wee bit shaky defensively at the moment. Haven't looked as convincing. Midfield just not quite there anymore. Don't know what was quite going on there, but. Maybe a few guys unsettled around about the kind of the, the approaching transfer window. Yeah, well, uh, I think you, you might be right there, Richard. I mean, they, they picked up injuries to Ash Taylor at the back on Saturday, and then Ross McCrory apparently was limping with 10 minutes to go as well. So if their injuries carried into the weekend, then that's definitely not ideal for Aberdeen. They need a. Mm their full squad um you've got stokes that city having a bit of a sniff around for sam cosgrove at the moment so we had speculated on previous podcasts that he would be one that would maybe move out um in the summer sorry in the 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 mid-season sort of window um and then also uh, scott wright also subject to interest from rangers and no no progress on that but again it's just that unsettling um, aspect that that can bring so it's not been a happy start to the 2021 for Aberdeen because I believe yeah, one now, point from nine yeah, yeah. Oh, that's sorry, that's wrong. one point out of a possible nine yeah yeah so you know definitely you know that that's that Celtic form at the moment um <laughs> so you know but you know they're they're sort of saying you know they want to they want to seal that third place well Hibs Hibs have sort of found their feet again and um yeah so like I said I think a better work to be done by um Derry McInnes and you know the, the fans get a bit restless and and yeah. a couple of bad results and and unfortunately for Derby Kinnis on the weekend because they conceded so early it really doesn't suit Aberdeen's play they they like to control it and be quite I don't want to say negative but you know they they like a defensive setup and they they really had to abandon that to try and get back in the game and it really forced them to chase it and that's not their their strong suit not the way he sets up so yeah. interesting times there. Hibs beat Kelly 2-0. Uh, Kevin Nisbet has the most shots on target in League 64, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, Alan Power, OG, very unfortunate. One of those ones that you kind of divert past your keeper. We, and he got booked afterwards into the bar. He wasn't Do really you know? under that much pressure. I don't. Mm. I think maybe somebody should have, you know, we yell because I think he might have thought that, like, um, your man, your man you just mentioned, Nisbet, was just sort of right behind him. But there was actually nobody within a good five five yards of him sort of thing. So I think he just panicked a wee bit, which is unusual because he's an experienced experienced player. And it, is, well, it was unfortunate, but I still think he had more time than he he, he realized. Uh, and then, you know, as not only add salt to the wound, but you know, the Easter Road DJ then has five hundred miles absolutely blaring from the tannery <laughs> uh, yeah. to the to the empty Easter Road Stadium just to uh you know just to rub a wee bit of salt in there. So I was gonna say like it's not like he would have, would have heard the shout what with the, the packed masses. Uh Alexander Gogic absolute cracking strike actually. It was one of those ones that kind of uh, sort of whisked in midair uh from the edge of the eighteen yard box into the uh top right top left hand corner. Uh, good goal. Yeah, um, so he must, have, Hibs- he, he must have heard me last week slagging them off. And uh, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know if you saw his goal celebration after Richard, but he stuck the ball under his uh, under his shirt right. and he had his thumb in his mouth because he's got a, a baby on the way due, I think, in the mm. next couple of weeks. So um, all the best to Alex and, and his family in this troubling times in Scotland, but hopefully all, all goes well for him. But uh, yeah, first goal for Hibs and his first so- goal in 12 months, all that. Right. 
Hibs up to third again. Uh, Rangers, though, stay top uh, convincingly by a big margin, 21 points. Um, Devante Cole opened the score for Mullow. Mullow looked pretty good. They were pretty compact. Didn't give Rangers a lot of space in the early part of the game. Maybe opened out a little bit after they'd scored. Um, but Rangers had to grind out. Um, James Tavernier apparently is the guy who's got the most crosses in the league. He's done 240 crosses. Uh, so far this season, he's, he's, I see him in the box more often than I see him defending. Um, but nice equaliser from Cedric, who was delighted to slot that one away. That was a 1 1 draw. Uh, another goal in, in the against column for Rangers, but the goal difference still 53 to the positive. Uh, decent game, um, even game. Rangers maybe not quite as good as they've been. Um, Jermaine Defoe, a wee bit unlucky. Swivelled and smacked a really f- good shot, but um, although we'll have well and truly sorted out their goalkeeping problem, Are your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I think you know Rangers have earned the right to drop drop a few points here or there. Like you know, they're not under any real pressure at the moment. So you know, the the fact that they got themselves back in it and they did get did get an equaliser, well, you know, they'll be happy enough with that. I think Motherwell showed some of their you know potential because I think they've really failed to sort of live up to the hype this season and in most games. Um, and you know, Demante Cole, and by all accounts, Bevis Mugabe having a man of the match performance at the back. Oh. So I'm eating my words this week. I had Alex, Alex Gorgic <laughs> and uh, Bevis and my, my, my crosshairs last week and both yeah. put on really good performances. So um, they're listening. You see, they're listening. So, so, so Callum, they're... Callum McGregor and uh, Odson Edward, pull your finger out. Um, <laughs> I uh, just see what you can do this week uh, or tonight, and uh, yeah, tonight. Um, but yeah, but like I say, but you know, I think you know, Morales had a had a decent chance that just just sort of popped wide. He sort of had a good leap, and it just sort of um, didn't didn't quite hit the target. But I think yeah, goalkeeping wise, he uh, the, the Kelly definitely looks like a much more solid um, goalkeeping option for them. And they just like I say, new, it's a it's the new manager bounce. They've just got a wee bit of um, wee bit of belief, a point against Rangers they would take that any day of the week but it's the second now that Ross County managed to get three against yeah. Aberdeen so yeah. you know the the pressure is well and truly on um in that 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 relegation dogfight so Absolutely. we'll see what happens St Johnson taking the spoils in the Battle of the Saints Chris Kane a wee bit fortunate I thought the second yellow card for um Cam McPherson was a wee bit uh was a wee bit harsh mm. Um, I, well, he won the ball quite no, cleanly. You can't. The thing is, no, Rich, you can't lunge in like that from behind, whether you win the ball or not. If you even, you know, if he made contact with the player as well, and you just can't tackle like that. And it's, you know, yeah, maybe a bit hard done by, but I, I just think that when you put yourself in that position, you're leaving yourself um, with a referee with a decision to make. And, and he that decided, was exactly what I was going to say. To send him off. And uh, unfortunately, yeah. that, that had the adverse effect for St. Martin because that really sort of probably stopped their ability to get back into the back, back, back into the game after that. So... Hamilton Dundee United was a donuts apiece, uh, but a fabulous Ryan Fulton save from uh, Ian Harks. United played pretty well, actually, uh, kind of on top on big swathes of the match. Um, uh, shout out for Mark Cornley, who actually had a decent game. Uh, didn't involve pointing at anyone this time, so that was good. Um, but yeah, uh, and uh, honours even, at least Hamilton and Mullow, although at the foot of the table on the same points, Hamilton with an inferior goal difference. But I can't see Mullow being down there too long. I think they looked an awful lot better against Rangers, a lot better organised. 
Did you see Greg Aitken get smashed in the face by the ball, the referee of the Hamilton Dundee United game? Ooh. No, I missed that. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> he, he got ouch. up, he was, he, was, he was able to carry yeah. on, but he, he copped one like straight on the, the napper. Um, and then the other good thing for Dundee United is that Nicky Clark penned a new deal um, this week. Ah, cool. So that's, I missed that. Yeah. So that is good, good news for Dundee United fans. Good, good. So, Livingston played against Celtic, who were most diminished, and the Dubai Gate rumbles on. Uh, Neil Lennon making his thoughts known yesterday, which has uh, garnered opprobrium from various sources. Uh, all right, Anthony, I'm sure you'll have something in the polemic stakes prepared around here, so tell me all about your all take right, on well, Dubai Gate let, 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 Let's start with the game itself. So, it was played with a bit of tempo, which was, you know... Which, which was good, I suppose. Um, John Guthrie, early shot, um, volley went off target. Callum McGregor reciprocating with a, a wide shot from a, a pass from Frimpong, finding a bit of space just outside the 18 yard box. Big Effie Ambrose probably should have won it for Livingston in the second half, really thumping header from a corner, but just couldn't get it on target. Josh Mullen had a shot blocked by Laxall. Again, it was goal bounds. And then after all that, after all the chances that Livy had, you then had Armstrong Oakleflex coming off the bench and had a huge chance to steal the three points for the hoops, but um, unfortunately not able to get anything on a fizzing uh, Anthony Ralston cross. Now, a few things of the game. One, um, I think the, the Celtic fans are sort of, you know, pretty upset with the performance, given that there's still, you know, about eight first-team regulars out there. I mean, there's a few young guys still making up the making up the numbers. Tom Roglic playing up front at a position, but I think they sort of said Anthony Ralston was probably their man of the match, and that's saying something, given the fact that he's not been able to get a game for Celtic in quite some time. Um, and then you had um, David Martindale come off the park saying that his players were gutted coming off the park at a nil-all draw at Celtic Park. So they felt they were coming there to get three points. They set up to try and take three points. Um, and the fear factor coming to Celtic Park is gone. Um, teams are expecting to come in and, and take points off Celtic this season. So that there's big problems for Celtic, but you, know, you can't take it away from Livingston. That's now... Uh, an unbeaten run of no, is it eight seven. games? No, it's eight, eight unbeaten now. Unbeaten, um, yeah. um, so seven wins and a draw. So I mean, but they, you know, they are they are looking forward to playing Celtic again tonight. At Blight, Celtic will have some players potentially back tonight, depending on how they've trained. Um, uh, have you seen the pitch? I saw the pitch before we came on. I, I'll be I'll be gobsmacked if that game goes ahead tonight. Oh, look, There's pop, well, I mean, the, yeah. the, the, the Livy-Aberdeen um, game got canned uh, last week before we went to air, so I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happened again tonight. Um, so that's that. That's it on the game. Um, yeah, so nil all. Uh, with Rangers drawing, there was no change in the, uh, of the points differential, but again, it's another two points dropped by Celtic, and a dire, dismal start to 2021 uh, when they need to hit the ground, firing in all cylinders. Now, so Chris Julian's got COVID. Uh, Scott Brown, I think, is delusional because he's he's apparently on somewhere uh, on the wire saying that he still thinks Celtic can win ten in a row. Um, and then Neil has spat his dummy. Okay, so we'll rewind to last week when I was talking last week, and I demanded that Celtic apologise. So not sooner than 24 hours after I demanded that apology, Peter Lowell 
had a press conference. Um, well, You're quite an influential I, guy. I know. I, 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 I'm I, scared. I feel, I feel that the, the, the Strozzi Football Podcast. Incidentally, you can see us on all our, the social media channels, your Facebooks, Instagram, Twitter, and we also broadcast on Podbean. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Um, so maybe Peter's one of those silent listeners that we've got. Um, yes. But uh, he did come out and apologize, sort of. So I, I, I'm doing the wee inverted commas s- s- uh, symbol at the moment. Um, he apologized to the fans. Um, sorry that you know we've fluffed 10 in a row, basically. But no apology to the league, no apology to the citizens of Scotland, to the government, to the, the league, to the other clubs. Um, no, none of that. Um, he also had the cheek to come out and say that um, the pandemic probably more than anyone else affected Celtic more. So I'm sorry, Peter, but I think the the Hearts fans, the Partick Thistle fans, the, the um, yeah, the <laughs> I think I think they're going to probably say that they were probably a bit more affected um, by by COVID than than Celtic. Um, asterisks everywhere so it's gone down like a lead balloon I think he honestly thought this was part of a charm offensive to win the Celtic fans over by all accounts everyone's livid Um, it's embarrassing and not only that he's done the the amazing thing to be able to piss off the Celtic fans and the opposition fans at the same time which takes some doing Um, so he's managed to do that and then then fast forward a few days later so this was um, a couple of days ago now uh, Neil Lennon decided to do a press conference coming out of ISO, um, no contrition. He's just come out and done Donald Trump style fake news. Um, the government's an axe to grind. Celtic are, you know, they're being pillared from pillar to post. Pontificized, that's the word. Um, Pontificated. Pontificated. That sorry, that's the word right, I was looking for. Yeah. Thank you, Richard. Um, and, it's, it's, and, it's a good Celtic word, by the way. It is. I'm surprised they managed to get the press conference. Uh, but basically, <laughs> deflection, deflection, deflection. Um, everyone's doing crap on the park, but let's just deflect and say everyone's against us. Um, he had a pop at St. Johnson. I, I think, uh, couldn't he wear that one out? The absolute whataboutery yeah. of this press conference is absolutely mind boggling. Points the finger at Hamilton and St. Johnson, who have both come back and said uh you did have any problems playing the games at the time don't come moaning whinging when our facilities are you know being approved by the government they're up to scratch up to spfl standard all the rest of it so i i I, I, it just reeks of someone who is desperate and someone who knows he's at the end of his tether and interestingly enough that press conference is not on the celtic website so all press conferences by celtic uh, players and staff end up on the website and that particular interview cannot be found anywhere so i think that speaks volumes um he had a pop at the sky news correspondent because he was he was filthy at andy walker for his comments saying that celtic players were on a jolly in uh, in dubai um but you know it's it's that this situation wouldn't have happened had they been had they gone to dubai a christian had got sick in there in scotland all those players would not have had to self-isolate. And not only that, halfway through that press conference when he's doing hammer and tong, he finds out that a second Celtic player, who we don't know who that is yet, or we know it was part of the touring party to Dubai and has been self-isolating, has tested positive. So if that's not mm. proof that the, the decision to self-isolate the 14, 13 players and the three staff was the correct decision, then I don't know what is. So he needs to hang his head in shame. I suspect 
firmly that he could be out the door this week. Celtic play tonight if the game goes ahead, of course, and then they don't play till the following Saturday. So that gives potentially a new manager or an assistant manager who has to take the caretaker role time to work with the squad. But I think he's, um, his days are numbered after that that effort on, the, on Monday. Well, the implosion is given everyone else in Scottish football a good laugh. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it would be funnier if it wasn't quite so self-righteous, but there we go. Uh, Motherwell have turned a profit of £346,000 for the year to May 2020. Congratulations to them. Obviously, that misses out. Uh, the first part of this season that's uh, taking place at the moment. Um, Kelly, on the other hand, are having to take a million pound loan from the Scottish government. But good on the Kelly directors; they've been ploughing their own cash into the into the club to keep it all going, keep the wages played on time, uh, and and basically keep the show on the road. And everyone, of course, is hurting from having the fans out the door. And there is going to be undoubtedly. A, a, probably two or three seasons of this playing through financially for people. Uh, you know, Brexit is happening at the same time. It's just is an astounding time for, for uh, you know, us to be lucky enough to be talking about the football. I think we uh, should also, sorry Richard, just before we go on, mm, I think we should also yeah. mention that uh, St Myrne and Tilly both won their appeals. Oh, um, yes. So the, the games will be rescheduled. So the, I think Tilly had one game and St Myrne had two games. Um, so those games will be replay, you know, will be scheduled to be played uh, before the split. Um, yeah. And they've both been fined £10,000 plus uh, I think another £10,000 suspended. Um, the Tilly uh, Trust um, had that money raised within about six hours online. Awesome. To yeah. pay the ten thousand pound fine for the club, so that just shows you. Um, it's big, big community support in Kilmarnock, and uh, yeah. So if they if they go well, that they come back and and sit and see these numbers. But I think that's I think common sense has ultimately prevailed there. Um, just you know, uh, the fact that it's right it had to go to some sort of appeal process for that to happen is probably a bit unfortunate, but at least the the right decision, probably in the uh, in the end. Yeah. So that takes us on to next week and the weekend to come. Well, we've got Livy Celtic tonight if the snow gets cleared from the park in Livingston, but there's some horrendous weather forecast for Scotland over the next couple of days, uh, 10 to 20 centimetres of snow in some places. So it might well have an impact on whether games will get played this weekend or not. Uh, Aberdeen playing Mullable in the league, Rangers against Ross County. We'll come back and do our predictions in a wee while. But I'm really interested in talking about the Better Fred Cup. Hooray! Uh, and it's going to be a people's final, as they say in Captain Cliche World, because no old firm, no Rangers, no Celtic. It's St. Johnson against Hibs uh, and Livingston against St. Mirren. Uh, St. Johnson, the only team not to have won the League Cup. Do you think it's going to change? Um, no, I'm, 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 I'm leaning towards Hibs and Livingston in the two ties, just based on based on form. I know St. Johnson got a win against St. Mirren on the weekend, but... I think that the, the the red card there probably had a little bit to do with that. However, that they do seem to have striked up a good partnership with uh, Guy Melamed, who we've been alluding to for many many weeks. Your favourite player. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so I, I think since, I, it'll be a, it'll be a definitely be a close game. I think it, it could be one of those ones that maybe goes to extra time. But I think Hibs will, will come out on top again. It's just an old cliche of taking the chances, but I think Hibs have enough. And, and they seem to have found a bit of form again after their run of defeats and then the draw against Celtic and the, the, the win 
on yeah. the weekend is Tilly. They have yep. they have been a bit weird, haven't they? Yeah. Like Hibs, you, know, you, just, you can't really predict. I mean, they, they they do seem to make quite a few chances wherever they are, but uh, they just blow hot and cold for me. I I, th- I think they could easily slip up here. Oh no, they, they look, I mean, our top our top top tie ends possible. I just think on the balance of it, Hibs do create a fair few chances, but there are times there are games where they spurn a lot of those chances, and obviously the fact that they do go forward in numbers they do leave themselves a little bit exposed at the back and ryan porteous is another one who can be really hot and cold he can either be excellent or he can be absolutely woeful so i just yeah you're right it, it could it's definitely it's not a mo- i wouldn't be putting a mortgage on hibs but <laughs> yeah. i think um i think they they should have enough but that you know it's like anything you need to put on a performance and you need to take your chances and um, again, I, sterling I, background I, I, in football I, tipping I, I, I'm, I'm delving into football cliche territory again so i'm going to stop um That's Liv- good. livingston <laughs> livingston will have the added um uh, obviously if they play tonight they're playing celtic tonight but they'll have one eye on the the, the, the semi-final on the weekend against st Mern. Uh, david martindale actually has a hearing this week to determine whether he's actually a fit and proper person to actually manage a top flight club in Scotland, so this isn't the SPFL. This is actually the, the SFA. Right. Um, I'm a bit perplexed by this. I mean, he's been an assistant manager at Livingston for six years. He served his jail term back in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel that we should be allowing people to rehabilitate and get on with life, and whether whether that's managing a football club or or working in any any walk of life. I mean, it's. Um, I think we I think we need to be a bit more accepting and, and realize that people do make mistakes and can can change. So the first game is the Saturday at St. Johnston against Hibs at Hamden and then Livingston plays St. Mern on the Sunday. So hopefully the weather holds up for that, but under soil heating and so on at Hamden. If they remember to switch it on, I think Dundee United were uh, guilty of maybe not not quite putting the heating on in time uh, and I had a frozen pitch the other week. So I'll be looking forward to seeing how all those map out. There are a couple of league games this uh, weekend as well. Um, so Aberdeen are playing Motherwell, uh, patchy form from Aberdeen I'm actually going to go for Motherwell in this game I oh, think they've got a sniff have you been reading my notes I, no. I, 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 I think with if McCrory's out and Ash Taylor's out for Aberdeen I think they're going to struggle um, I think McCrory has, has a lot of their drives so that puts a lot of pressure back on uh, Ferguson and then I don't know about Johnny Hayes whether he came off injured as well I'm, I'm not I need to. I need to check that. But I've got a sneaking suspicion that he's under an injury cloud as well. So all of a sudden, Aberdeen are missing three first team starters potentially, um, and Motherwell on the back of their draw with Rangers. I just think well, it could be on the cards here. Um, put, put more pressure on them. Yep. Well, Motherwell beat them last season at Petodre, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how and it maps out. And I think Motherwell, you know, Motherwell need get results. I mean, at the end of the day, like it's all well and good playing well, and I think that was Stephen Robinson's problem. Like they they traded chances and they looked good, played played nice football, but they didn't get any points to show for it. And I think you know maybe Graham Alexander he needs to um, maybe that's his his, his his thing is maybe just getting the get drain out the results, getting getting some points on the board, and that's what they need to do. So I'll yeah. um, I'll, I'll take Motherwell as a bit of the upset of the upset of the round if you want to call it that uh, Rangers are at home to Ross County at Ibrox uh, I can't see beyond Rangers again they're, I mean they're being indifferent but they made lots of opportunities Motherwell just played better than they've been playing for weeks and, and made it a lot tighter but you know, Rangers have got movement all over the place and, and looks hungry still so I'll take a draw just to be controversial 
Oh, okay then, you would. Um, Levy Celtic, if they play tonight, Levy, we've got two new signings. Uh, Jackson Longridge has joined them from Bradford. Uh, Gavin Riley's joined them from Carlisle. Jackson Longridge returning to Livingston, apparently quite a character in the dressing room. And that takes us to our final thoughts for the week. Um, I would like to just say that uh, we are recording on the last evening of Donald Trump's presidency in the United States. And though we never really talk about politics on this, uh, he is the ultimate ball bag. And I don't get to use that very often, that expression. So I thought that that's what I would like to share is that I'll be delighted when he's gone because I won't have to be listening to him talking anymore and uh, and hopefully won't rock up on a Scottish golf course anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, here, here. Um, uh, yes, that's a very good day when he is well and truly away from politics. And uh, yeah, enough said about him. Uh, I've got two wee final thoughts this week. One, if you haven't seen it online yet, have a have a look at Fernando Torres. I mean, wow. He has beefcake to a massive level. He used to always be a stinny guy playing football. Well, not anymore. So I might stick that up on the Twitter account later, but just have a wee look. Is that, that. in a, in a no fish, a no stranger to a fish supper way? Or no, no, in, a, a, in like he in has, in like he's potentially hitting steroids type. Uh, oh, you know, he's, okay. he's like completely changed his body shape. So have a wee, right. wee gander at that yeah. when you get a chance. And the other one is that um, Norwich City have delighted to announce that the loan sign of left back Demetrius Giannoulis, pardon my pronunciation there, um, so Aaron Hawking, uh, clearly an Norwich fan, um, he's decided to channel a bit of Jarvis Cocker as common people by saying he came from Greece and he had a thirst for Norwich. Oh! <laughs> um, and then somebody's gone on to even create some uh, some lines for it. So he studied football at Daniel Farps College. That's where he caught our eye. He told him that we had no money. He said, in that case, I'll sign on loan with the obligation to buy. We said fine. And then in six months' time, he said. <laughs> so I think oh. I, that's pretty good. That's the best Twitter banter I've seen in a little while. Which Very good. So I thought Very I'd good. end on a little bit of levity for a change rather than all doom and gloom about Celtic. So. Nice one. Oh, well done, Anthony. You'll get over it. It's okay, mate. Counseling. Also, all, all sorts of facilities available for mental health in the pandemic. Um, Anthony, great talking to you. If you're listening in Scotland, uh, do stay warm in the beast from the east that's coming this week. Uh, keep cosy. Stay COVID-free. Uh, we will have a blather with you again in a few days' time. Anthony, thank you so much for your company. Great chatting away again. No worries. Speak to you next week, Richard. Take care. Chin, chin. <laughs>